Welcome in. It's the Mostly Magic Pod Squad Killer Crossover episode. Jake Chavin, Dante Marcatelli, George Delante here with you as we record. It is Tuesday, December 13th. The Magic in the middle of a three-game winning streak. And we'll see the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow night at Amway Center. That's 7 o'clock tip. Pre-game comes your way on TV and the radio side at 6.30. Uh, I'm joined by half of the Pod Squad. I'm going to call it the less decorated half. Of the pod squad. Fair. Very fair. Yep. Yep. Dante and George, but also <laughs> two of my favorite coworkers and uh, and two guys I've known for a very long time and uh, really enjoy doing stuff like this. And guys, I was thinking recently, you know, as we're watching the World Cup, boy, I'm really bummed about the fact that we are playing basketball while they are having the World Cup because some of my best memories from back in the day was getting hammered with you guys at some sort of a pub and watching the U.S. World Cup. Now, this is back in 2010. This was so long ago, probably where I was at the That's point where right. I probably shouldn't I have been about that. drinking as much as I did around you guys at that point in my career. Somehow I'm still here uh, at that point. But that was a lot of fun. You guys remember that? What was it? Fiddlers, I think, in Winter Park. We I was watched, just going to uh, say, is that where we went? We were at Fiddlers, that that little bar that's right around, the, you know, you'd start to take the bend there, right, at, in Winter Park? That's right. where we watched. We we we. We, I want to say we saw there. the Landon Donovan goal there against Algeria, if I recall, and maybe it, and it might be a little screwy. Wow. But it's funny because I'm That's listening to Alexi Lawless and all these guys wax poetic about how one goal and, and the kids across America will remember where they are as they saw that Landon Donovan goal that, or, or that Christian Pulisic goal. And I'm pretty sure I remember where I was, but I'm not positive because <laughs> of the amount that I... It's very clear that that had more of an effect on you than it did on me. Because <laughs> yes, I, I couldn't tell you who was playing, uh, who scored any goals, uh, what yeah, what what year it was, what day. In it fact, was. in fact, I'm not gonna lie to you, Jake. I didn't know you were there with me, George. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't remember that part. No, I remember that. I remember that. I just remember going for breakfast. We still had to work the rest of the days, but you had the day off, and sounds like you had yourself a good time. That's great, and uh, but you know what? I love those memories. I remember growing up as a kid. I was in I was in Boston um, in '94 for the '94 World Cup, and it was unbelievable. Uh, Brazil against Italy, and we went to downtown Little Italy. You know, oh, George cool. Miller now in the North End. TVs in the streets, and and Italy lost on penalty kicks. Roberto Baggio, their best player, kicked it over the goal and Italy lost. And it was a very somber feeling there. And so, I, yeah, it is. It's, you know, it's just obviously like the Olympics, right, every four years. But these have been great games. I'm not a soccer fan of, or aficionado by any means, but they've been great to watch. I can't believe you have deep soccer. Ma- like, I have no soccer. <laughs> Baggio, he pulled Baggio out of, the, out of, his, out of his Baggio. Yeah, he sure did. He absolutely. Yeah. I, How I do you think his any... night went? That well, their goalie, night? He, he had a goalie. peaceful flight back to to Italy. Roberto Baggio. I'm sure he got. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure, sure his family well, wasn't he's a bothered he's at all. He's their most decorated soccer player. Their goalie, John Luca Pagliuca. I'll never forget that either. That's I mean, fantastic. that was great. But it was a lot of fun. But that I that was I never heard of the World Cup. I didn't know anything about it till that happened. And then I'm with all my Italian friends and family, and that was the team you cheered me because the U.S. I think, I think they lost to Delaware, Vermont, and whatever. <laughs> I was gonna say, oh, you're Italian. I, they didn't I have a great, that. but they didn't have a great, but they didn't have a, they didn't have a great run. But anyway, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun. But it's, it's great. I think the U. It sounds like the U.S. is on the come up, and this was great watching the U.S. here in this one. We had an argument, George. See if you can just jump in real fast. We, okay. We had an argument, a little debate. Can the, can the U.S. ever win a World Cup? No. Uh, right. Thank I, you. I, I, come on, I, I don't think. 
because this is my opinion, obviously, and I don't know soccer well at all. Clearly, not as well as you two uh, <laughs> football experts over there. Correct. I, I correct. think the other the other country. I just look at the South America countries like Argentina, Brazil. Uh, you take France from Europe. I, these these countries have been just powerhouses Italy right. for for years powerhouses just year after year after year I mean you're gonna have the Moroccos of the world that maybe slide in I mean who's to say Morocco can't keep this thing going and win two more games and, and get through but I mean but how many times does that happen Jake I mean it, let's look at the history I'm just of this saying, world cup thing. we have qualified for more world cups since the turn of the century than Italy has than than your guys's homeland has uh, right. and and Croatia is a country the size with the population smaller than Alabama like if Croatia can find enough good players to field a world cup class team a world cup champion class team then i feel like we can pull a few of them right I, I hope. Just, I mean, you always root we, for us, right? I mean, what yeah. USA, USA. USA. <laughs> but I because we just have think... more people doesn't mean we'd be good at the Celtic games either. That's not true. I think it's what you grow up doing. I think it's yeah. what you grow up doing, and what's you know, and, and what's popular, and and the best, the best soccer players don't seem to be from here. Now, Pulisic can change that, and that may certainly change, but it. Pretty been pretty tried and true here for for quite some time. We're but coming. If if Morocco can make a run, I mean that's inspiring. I think it Seriously. would be great. It would be a great story. It would be a great. Jake, story. I didn't realize you were such a soccer nut until you walked into the yeah. office with that scarf on the other day, and I said, "How cold is that's it right. outside?" And and you were like, "No, this is what <laughs> this is what we do." This I, is, I I, I enjoy that. the fact, George, that I don't know a ton about it. Like I've been kind of learning. It, literally, I I go back to that 2010 World Cup. I think it was the first time that I sat and watched like a lot of it, and I just like the fact that the united states in that sport is an underdog it's the it's one of the only times yeah. i feel like i'm right. rooting for an underdog it's it's almost cheap when you root for the u.s men's national basketball team it feels like right like we're just gonna sure. trounce everybody and even the women in world cup soccer they're so much better than most of their competition i just like being american underdogs that's something i can get behind Okay. It's fun. Um, real quick, I, I want to talk about the other football before we get into this Red Hot Magic team. Uh, Dante, what are we doing with Matt Patricia? I mean, that you're somehow winning games, and yet that thing is, ooh, that's an ugly offense. George, if you were doing a skit, right, and you had and you wanted to sabotage your quarterback, right, uh-huh. you'd have him show up. <laughs> Matt Patricia would be your offensive coordinator. You'd yep. throw routes. I even t- tweeted this. You'd throw routes to Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> And you'd have this offensive line block for you. And nobody, it, it would be so unbelievable that uh, you'd, you'd try to pull it off on a prank. That's what we're up against. That's what we're up against. Matt Patricia. And yet they absolutely rolled through the Cardinals the other day, simply because Kyler Murray got hurt. But how this team won seven games is a miracle. How Mac Jones is, is even still upright is, is a miracle to me. I, I, I put it on Bill Belichick is is what I is what I put this whole thing on. I mean, if you hire you hire me to be your offensive line coach, is that my fault but, or his? But fault? didn't Matt? <laughs> I mean, did, Matt Patricia was worked worked with you guys before, right? I defensive, mean, it's not like on the defense. Oh, now now he's on the offensive side. Our biggest know. our biggest efficiency is our offensive line, which was great, and mm-hmm. our offense we can't run. I know Josh Josh McDaniels is a big loss, but. Let's just put him on offense. It's unheard of. I, I don't like. It. I don't like. It. It's not working. It's it's painful. Painful to watch. Joe Judge and all this mix. By the way, I know he's on uh, back on the sidelines over there. He does our defense, which for oh, stretches good. has been very, very good. Very good. Okay. 
But he's yeah, got, when you like, got Belichick it's, it's, over your shoulder, it's that's difficult to screw up. I feel like they, I mean the defense that won you the game yesterday. I don't know the the Patricia thing was such a mess in Detroit. I don't know how. I understand how you land on your feet and you say, "Okay, come in, you can be an analyst." I don't know how you say, "Okay, come in, you can be an offensive coordinator." Exactly. Guy from where's he from? Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute or something like that. He is. The well, most and how much how much leverage can you get on the rocket scientist thing? Enough, enough. Is can he coach football it's or not? I Pull get the out. <laughs> We're <laughs> over it. Yeah, We're exactly. over it. All right, guys, I wanted to ask you about this Magic team. I, I want to gain a little bit of perspective. I want to talk team. about the Celtic games next. I thought we were talking yes. about the Celtic games. We're, we're, we're talking about when, when, when the Giants are going to win the next game. We're going Why? through the wide Good. world of sports. If you guys got bowling takes. Uh, oh, no. I, we can go back. We can go back to the Magic. Probably. Let's go, let's <laughs> go back to the Magic. <laughs> no, no, we were kidding. Let's go back to the Magic. No, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, has, has the vibe changed? Like on the bench, and we'll start with George. On the bench, in the locker room, George, you have such good access to these guys. Um, is there any? Is there any sort of a turning point? Does it just feel like they kind of got sick of, of of the results, or has anything been different the last week or two? Or, or you know, and that's how Cole came back. That's the crazy thing, Jake and and Dante. I don't know if you can speak to this too. I don't feel like the attitude in the guys has changed very much. I mean, even even during the nine game losing streak, and and. And honestly, it all it all circles back to to Jamal Mosley. I mean, the guy is so positive all the time. He doesn't allow any negativity to creep in uh, with the group. I we we spoke. He and I. I'm trying to remember what game it was. It was it was on the last trip, so it was either the Cleveland game or the Toronto game. Oh, so you speak to him? So you get to talk every every once in a while. I mean, I know you do too. It's it's for about (laughs) what a three minute three minute span. That's for every game. And then you guys have to get reintroduced every night. Oh, hi, Jake Chapman, Magic Radio Network. Um, That's a joke. Jamal is great. Jamal's fantastic. I'm joking. So we so we were talking during the, you know, I don't remember what at what point the the number was seven or eight. And he he asked me how many games we, you know, was the losing streak at that point. And I told him and he, he just said, he goes, you know, it doesn't it doesn't feel that way. And I said, well, which direction does it feel? Does it? Does it feel better or does it feel worse? And he goes, he goes, honestly, it feels better. And I said to him, I go, well, well, good. Cause for me, it feels, it feels worse. Because <laughs> for and me, he's it feels just, like 12. <laughs> he's, a very he's George answer. So, a very George he's, answer. He's, he's so up. And so I don't think he allows this group to get, you know, to get too high, too low. Um, and then when we find all we needed was one, he felt like all we needed to do at some point was break the dam a little bit and, and just get through there. And then once we, once we got that Clippers game, um, it's just like the other direction, losing, losing can sometimes snowball. Right. And you can, it, it, it's hard to break that trend. Point. Well, well, winning can snowball too. And, and you start to develop the habits that, that get you over humps that maybe, Three weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, we wouldn't have won that Clippers game, whether Paul George and Kawhi Leonard step on the floor or not, because we throw the ball into the fourth row, we miss eight shots in a row, like who who knows, and and we just needed one to break through. And so I don't think the attitude is any different at all, Jake. I, I think the attitude, and it's all all a credit to Coach Mosley, is still high. Um, these guys are in there working all the time, and they're they're looking to get better. I know it sounds cliche, and fans maybe are tired of hearing of you know the same lines over and over, but that's what is going on in that training center all the time. Well, and Dante, you and I have been talking about it. I mean, it you can pinpoint 
how different things have looked, especially offensively, to, to when you got back guards. It's shocking how much yeah, guards exactly. matter in, in NBA basketball. It's just everything just feels so different on that end of the floor. Um, and, and everything has fallen into place, it feels like. Now Paolo and Franz can do the things that, that they're supposed to be doing. just feels like everything is so much more organized. And it's not just Markel. I think having Cole out there has played a huge role. Everything is just – there's just an order – along the rotation that you hadn't seen. I'm all for positionless basketball to a point. I'm all for positionless <laughs> basketball for stretches. I'm all for Franz and Paolo and these guys handling the basketball for, for stretches of time, not for entire games and not for an entire quarter of a season. Like you need guards, you need ball handlers, you need guys that grew up doing this. Now, now maybe we get to a point where that's their role and maybe they are the Kevin Durant's and Draymond Green's and they've got the ball in their hands the entire game LeBron James they could get to that that's not what they've grown up doing they they've they're getting better at it and they and I think they can continue to develop in that way but you watch Markel Fultz and, and Jake we were talking about this but there was a great tweet you know for in four seasons as a starter Markel Fultz is 39 and 38 39 and 38 four years as a starter when he's not starting is 44 and a, this team is 44 and 138. Like that is a that's a big difference. So so now you go to just guards from just guards to the right guards. So now you know Markel Fultz means an awful lot to this team. So having him out there just calms everything down, settles everything down. We had Markel Fultz on our podcast, Magic Pod Squad. He's just talking about you know he's his sixth season in the NBA. He's 24 years old and he's the season vet on this team and and he hasn't even played three full NBA seasons yet. It's it's absolutely remarkable. So I think we have to keep all of that in perspective, you know, when we look at these guys. But I think having having guards back, having Markel Fultz back, having Cole and Anthony, can he be a spark plug off the bench if that's the role that he goes with? You need guys that can get you into your offensive sets and then create a shot when when the offense breaks down. And unfortunately, our offense breaks down a lot. So we've needed we've needed guys to bail us out, and those guys can do that. Paulo can do that. And Franz can do that. Now you're seeing Paulo and Franz do what they do best playing off the ball and just handle it for stretches. Dante, and I, I kind of want to ask you guys both this question. is: Are there voices emerging? Is Markel the leader? Are there voices emerging that you hear during the huddle, George, um, at, at practice in the locker room? Who are the leaders? We heard Wendell a lot, but you can't lead when well, I'll tell you this real, real quick. Because I, 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 I stick my head, and then George can speak to the practices and buses and all that stuff. But um, I stick my nose in the huddle. And Paolo – will come back and if there's something he's not happy with or or that he is happy with or that he thinks they can do better he'll voice it and he'll tell it to whoever and he'll come in and he'll make that point and markel is talking the entire game and he's making you know he was making points when he was not playing but i think as we all know it has way more weight when you're on the floor and you're in the battle with the guys so he'll do that during timeouts too so those to me are are the two more vocal guys and and i don't know george franz seems more well, that made it this year. Too, yeah, right? I mean, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you hit right on on Paolo right on the head. I, w- I was going to bring that up that I think he's starting to uh, immerse himself a little bit more in, in, into things like huddles and, and, and that type of thing and being vocal. And, and Franz, too. I mean, the, it's very clear, right, guys, that these are our two best players on the team. And I think once you start to have where everybody can see it, Right. I think that that makes it a little easier for there to be a lineage of I, I don't want to say, you know what I mean? I mean, I a, think hierarchy. Part, 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 a hierarchy. Thanks to you. you're much more of a wordsmith than I am. But no, so I, I, 
He's, yes, this we is the are. guy that got yes. Ha- yes, hammered 12 years ago. That's the first thing he brings up on the podcast. But no, but like there, and as I talk, there here comes the long guy right by the window. So that ought to sound really good. But perfect. I, I think <laughs> in years past, I, I think when you look at our roster, and that's this is no fault of anybody, uh, anybody at all, but I think that's been a, an issue for the Magic over the last 10 years, 12 years, ever since Dwight Howard left, right? Like, you have a group of guys that, okay, well, sometimes Nick Vucevic is the best player, and sometimes we think Aaron Gordon is the best player, and sometimes Evan Fournier is the best player. There's never been a clear hierarchy to the talent level or who is the best player on the team, and that makes things a little easier when it comes to uh, taking a leadership role sometimes. There are way, different ways that other guys can lead, like Mar- you know, Markel with experience or, or, or other guys. But you're starting to see this hierarchy of talent where I think everybody on the roster can turn to the left and turn to the right and know that Paolo and Franz have have elevated their games to a, to a different level where we're looking for those guys when things get tough down the stretch. If if the game, if the other team's going on a run, well, where are we going to turn? Well, we can turn to Paolo and we can turn to Franz. Those are two guys that can go get us a bucket that we have not had that over the last few years Um, as good as Vooch has, you know, as good as Vooch had those two seasons, it never was like, all right, we're going to throw the ball in the, in the post to Vooch and he's going to get us a bucket and stop the run that, that I would argue that that never really happened. Whereas we can do that. Now you can go look at the last couple of games, um, especially in the Toronto games where the Raptors felt like they were going to make a run and make a run. And I mean, Franz hit those three threes, in the in the second game and basically put the game out of reach on his back well i'll say this too george like you can look at and again you're not going to compare this team to the uh 08 09 team that went no, to the no, NBA no, finals no, no, no slow down we're still eight and 20 so that's what, I'm that's what I'm we're not going to make that comparison but that was a close-knit group that was a group that got along well and anybody could say anything to anybody and it wasn't like you know you got 15 players and you take 15 taxis to dinner these guys get along I think just as well as that group did. So I think when somebody brings up something and says, Hey, you're killing us defensively, or you have to rebound, or you got to look for your shot. I think it's taken well. So I think that, I think that, that, and that's with Mo's, right? I mean, that, that's the, the chemistry that he has, his attitude, his approach, these guys all buy in and it's a, and it's a family and it's approached that way. So I, I think they can, I think they can have those discussions and make I those think, points yeah, and I it's taken Mo- well. Yeah, I think Bull said that to you on the air uh, a couple of nights ago, yeah. right? Where he just said he's like, "We we all get along. We're all trying to do right. what's what's the right thing." And and listen, sometimes that's not going to work out just with with our talent level and, and where we're sure. at. But it's not sure. for a lack of trying. It's not for a lack of doing the right things. So uh, yeah, I think everything is is definitely pointing up for this group. But that's going to be intriguing because, you know, when you're talking about the 08-09 team, the goal is obviously way, way up here for a group like that. And so playing 17 minutes a night, if you feel like you're worth 25 minutes a night, okay, we're, we're winning 60 games this year. I can wrap my head around that. That might not be the case as we start to get guys back. And so good problems for Coach Mosley to have, of course, but 
Yeah, you start to listen to some of these post-game interviews, and 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 Cole knows he should be a starter, and Mo Bamba is very clearly. That was my favorite. That was my favorite thing, Jake. Brian Hill asked him, you know, what's your mentality now that you're coming off the bench, and you know what, you have to look at things differently and provide that spark. And he goes, my mentality is I should be out there. <laughs> I said that was fantastic. It's gonna, it takes a level is, of maturity in order to in order to play through is that. I'm good enough to be a starter in this league, but you'd be upset if they didn't look at it that way, like that, like. Uh, that's the first thing Brian Hill said to me is when when I when I coach a team, I've got 15 guys that all think they should play 48 minutes and they should all start. That's the mentality, right? That that's that's where we're at. And if they weren't competitors like that, there would be a problem. And I think we're seeing that. It's it all goes back, and I, I say this every year with whatever group. It all goes back to guys knowing their roles and yeah. and and and. and accepting the roles it's not even knowing the roles it's knowing and accepting because there's one thing to be told what their role is and it's another thing to go ahead and accept it and and that's half the battle in the nba of guys accepting what the coaching staff and what everybody has laid out for them um and i would argue with cole or or anybody else that like it's not important if you're on the floor to start the game i want to know who's on the floor to finish the game and yeah. so uh you know cole can maybe take some solace in that too and knowing that you know come the end of the game he's probably going to be one of the one of the guys that that jamal is looking for to to close something out and it's ever changing too. Like I remember when I was in Detroit, Stan sat the guys down at the beginning of the year and they all had a conversation. You, this is your role, Reggie. This is your role, Andre. And I'm going, well, by January, that might look really different, especially sure. with the young roster, especially with the injuries that we've dealt with, especially with 21 year olds who are growing into their games uh, and fit. And we're all still trying to scout our own roster. We're all still trying to figure out who fits together. And so they need to be the coaching staff and the players need to be kind of flexible in those instances, because we don't know what this thing could look like come February and March. And and that's still a problem for this group, right? Because you still can't get a, a full evaluate. I mean, we're 28 games into the season now, and we still can't get a full proper evaluation of where this group is. Jalen has missed so much time. Wendell has missed 10 yeah. games. Uh, I mean, Chumo Kiki. I mean, there's, there's another key bench guy that we've kind of forgotten about because he's been out of the lineup. So you, you still can't get a proper, and that's going to be tough for, uh, for Jeff Weltman, you know, depending on how many more games, some of these guys miss to evaluate going into the off season. Like what kind, you know, what kind of player do I have in, Jalen Suggs, what do I have in Chuma? What what do I have in some of these guys um, that aren't in the lineup? So, yeah, the, things are constantly evolving. They're evolving. And I, I kind of earmarked the second half of the season and don't know when in the second half, but at the second half to me was when you could maybe get a true evaluation or a truer evaluation because you have most, if not everybody back, ideally in a, in a right. perfect world, right? You, you would have all of that. Um, and then you get these guys – having played together now for a couple of weeks and, and now the schedule maybe softens a little bit. Maybe you get some more home games and, and figure that out. The schedule has been a bear. They've played all the iron of the league for the first 28 games of the season. We still got, we got to go to Boston and play two games in a row well, and then Atlanta on a back-to-back. But what if, what if they've kind of settled into their roles a little bit earlier, right? And what if, what if they, you know, have maybe hit their stride a little earlier then maybe I initially thought that that would be great too. And that's always possible. You know, the crazy thing, and I don't know how, what you guys feel, because I feel the same way you do about the schedule in regards to like, man, the schedule's been rough. The schedule's been really tough. I look, we're getting ready to play our 29th game of the season and 17 of them have been at home. 
So that means there's a lot of road games coming up on this back end. It feels like we've been out a lot because we've been taking a lot of these, you know, weird one-offs, two-offs, but like we're going to have a lot of road games coming up on the yeah. back end. I that we're almost we're almost done with half of the home schedule, which is crazy to think. Um and we're we're only in early December. Well, and those schedule things are always so difficult because at the beginning of the year it looks like one thing and then all of a sudden your trip out to play Portland and Utah that you thought might be oh in Sacramento might be oh and you're like oh okay, looks like a, looks like a gauntlet. <laughs> it looks like a yeah, gauntlet right. all of a sudden. Yeah. Um meanwhile you were you know you had your Chicago date circled and you're like oh maybe maybe we can maybe we can cruise a little bit there. So who knows one injury obviously changes everything and you know getting guys back changes everything for us. So um, it does feel like it breaks a little bit. We, we got a tough weekend with Boston, but we do have a couple sub 500 teams. We got the Lakers coming in on the 27th. That's an easy dub. Uh, so, so, so. <laughs> yeah, no, no bulletin board material. No bulletin board material. If they're listening, we still got, we still got the second hard. Now it's only because you're 820, but you still get the second hardest schedule in the NBA. You know, yeah. so I, nothing's easy. Every every. You know, Everything's every tough. Going to be a challenge. It, yes. Oh, yes. Be. Almost every game we play from here on out will be against a team with a better record. So that is uh, <laughs> exactly. that is very so difficult. A, Real quick before we go, that. are you? Do you guys have complaints that you would like to lodge about the trophies? About the new trophies? Yes, I do. I, Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Did you see this? Doc? Did you see it? Yes, I have seen it, but I don't have a problem with it. Do you have a problem? I, I, okay. How I don't crusty have a, are you, George? Come on. All right. Trophies. I don't have a. No, I don't have a problem with naming the trophies to whoever, right? Like you can call the trophies what, but I liked, yeah, okay. I, I, let me get on my my at, on my lawn with my lawn chair. Let's do it. I like I like the fact that the MVP trophy looked like a. They all looked different, right? The defensive player of the year was a. You know, when Dwight got it a couple times, three times, it was this guy in a defensive stance, and then the six man trophy looked. All these trophies look exactly the same. They look like they got okay. a four. They like look like they went to a garage sale and bought yep. four trophies, all with little. But it was like a box set, right? Like they're all they're all shaped with the crystal. But the little gold guy inside is a little bit different. This guy's <laughs> aiming to the left, and this guy's aiming to the right. Like what? Come on, we can't have like six different trophies. Why do they have to all? They all look the same. They all look the same. Okay, what it if looks the trophy like, looks like? The is your is your exception with the trophy or the gold guy? Does the gold guy need the, different positioning? It's the trophy. Size? It's no, it's the trophy itself. It looks like if it looks like something your wife would put out on the, uh, you know, on the, the on the hutch, right, with like four of them yeah. and like a box set that they got like all together and ooh, you know, like next year from Christmas, yeah. Like, Next year, oh, maybe not awesome. parties, but like, you know, next year for Christmas, <laughs> I can go out and get her the fifth one with the guy with the that's hand right. up in the air. Like, you, they all look the same. Whereas, whereas oh, before the MVP trophy was, you know, you I, there's images of Matt, uh, Michael Jordan holding the same trophy that, you know, that Kobe Bryant held and that same trophy that now they're all going to look the same. Like, I, I don't know. It, it, to me... I, to me, I think you got like a you got a special deal at Tiffany or something that you know, whoever made the trophies. They it's said, big hey, trophy. Lynn. It's big trophy. There. What they, if there's anything we know? If there's anything we know, there's committees. Trophy. There's committees that get together and decide, and we need to change things, and we need. And what's the Heisman? Has the Heisman changed? No, the Heisman has not changed. Same, right. 
So I think you keep that. There's committees that but get they carve the Heisman out of the side of a mountain. I think that, 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 that <laughs> I think they do. I I just think I think somewhere along the line there was a bean counter that got. They said, "Listen, we have to cut down on the trophy budget." And then they went. Then why are they adding a trophy for the regular season champion? We're adding more trophies over here, and then we're scaling back. That's where I thought you were going to go. I thought you had a problem with that. I thought I have a a huge problem with that one. That one is you want to get crusty old man on me. Yes, we're trying to incentivize me. By the way. Yeah, we're trying to incentivize winning. We're with a trophy. Yes, a- yes, that's yeah, yeah. Speaking the players' language, that's all they're going for is a freaking trophy. Get a trophy. Well, more ways to raise banners and put trophies up and oh. and things like that. But I, I'm going to take a closer look at this. I'm going to get to the bottom of this and find out what committee thought we needed to streamline the trophies. What was wrong with the way they looked before? I get <laughs> behind that. Yeah, I'm telling you, go back. I, we got We have to do a little digging and see who makes the trophies because clearly they're all made by the same company. They, they, they're all they, they got a deal. I'm telling you, these guys got they got some type of five for deal. And that's what's happening. All right. It'll be an investigative report on our next uh, killer crossover pod. The Where did the trophies come from? <laughs> <laughs> big. Tro- Damn it. Big trophy. Big trophy. My favorite. My favorite part about the Will Chamberlain rookie of the year trophy in the entire history of the award. Nobody's ever won it twice. That's right. That's a, that is true. Uh, that is tough to do. That is tough to do. An old stupid joke that I did not write. I think, <laughs> yeah, I like heard, it though. I, like I think it. I might have heard Hubie tell that one at some point. Uh, all right, boys, this is fun. I don't. I don't know what we did, but it it was thirty three minutes of content. So I guess that works. We checked well, it. We checked the box. Is what we did there, Jake. That's what we did. <laughs> we have a social content offering. That's what. That's what we have. You're yeah. exactly right. There we but go. hey, this team is fun right now, Jake, and I think the 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 um, the energy in the building has been fantastic. These fans are phenomenal; they want it, and I feel like the players believe, man. I really do, and I think that's all it takes. Sometimes that's all. Just give me that. Give me that fight. We, the record will be what it is. Watched a lot of teams that didn't fight a ton over the yeah. over the last twelve years. This team fights, and I like it. I'll I'll sign up for that all day. Milwaukee, the Clippers, two wraps and a Hawks. How about a four yes. and one? A four Correct. and one homestand potentially with a win. Listen, that would be if, that'd be big. I, I've already lost my house and kids because I, I I I bet that at the beginning of the homestand when yes. we were up in our office and I said, "There's look at this gauntlet we're about to. Right. I mean, there's no way we're winning." I said, "We I said we may get one." I go, "We just may just because all the way we were playing." The teams that were coming in, the, the the way we've played against some of those teams weeks ago coming in, I just was just like, wow, we're going to maybe we will luck into one of these. And now we have a chance to win four out of the five. I, it's, uh, it, it's a credit. That's a credit to those guys because they right. are continuing to work and continuing to battle. And they took your children over that. Wow. I know. Is- right. Yeah. I'm going to miss them. I'm going to miss them. That's a whole other podcast. I'm going to miss them. It'll save me some money. You know, I'm, I'm going to miss them. There's a lesson them. to be learned there. <laughs> I'm going yeah, to miss them, but I know a good bet when I see it. Uh, all right, boys. I appreciate it. They're George and Dante. Uh, one half the, the equally decorated half of the, pod, of the pod squad of Jake Chapman. It's been the mostly magic pod squad. Tiller crossover pod, the magic back at it tomorrow. Finishing up the five-game homestand with the Atlanta Hawks. That is a 7 o'clock tip at Amway Center. Pre-game at 6.30 on TV and radio, and we'll talk to you then.